0: Everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis, a foodie born and bred. My wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz.
1: And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Because he is cheap.
0: Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the Food and Wine Variety Show that has everyone talking.
1: It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis, two people who are, like, really smart, too.
1: We're, like, really, we're like really,
0: really smart. smart. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you want to see what's going on, you can follow us also or watch on Facebook Live under Nikki Nellis, NYCCI. Mm-hmm. That's what you search.
1: Don't you want to tell everybody Happy New oh yeah happy new happy year, new year. Woo.
0: to me it's already like i've been back at work a week i don't know it could be july for all i know
1: so <laughs> it doesn't feel like
0: july one quick announcement we, uh, along with foodie and the beast here on um, 1500 a.m we have a new show starting on monday nights from five to six p.m on full service radio it's an internet radio network uh, uh, At the
1: Super Shishi Line Hotel. Line Hotel
0: in Adams Morgan. Mm-hmm. It's a sister station of Heritage Radio up in New York. It's all about food and the food lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is Google full-service radio. And we're very
1: excited because our first guest will be uh, Brian McNair with... Um,
0: Jose Andres.
1: Jose Andres and uh, World Central Kitchen. We'll be talking about all the work they're doing in Puerto Rico and what 2018 is going to look like for them. So we're so very excited. If you
0: speak Spanglish, listen in. It'll be fun. <laughs> all right. So today's show is no sled- to either Dana Liebman is back in she's executive director of Future Harvest.
2: Dana. Yeah,
0: the Chesapeake Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture, they uh, well, they're working on building a sustainable Chesapeake food shed from farm and fishery to table, but they also do some really cool stuff with nurturing new and training new farmers, which is cool. Their 19th annual Cultivate the Chesapeake Food Shed conference is coming up. We're going to hear about that. And
1: And well, so coming in today with Dina is uh, our next guest, which will be Megan and Shane Carpenter, and they are with Hex Ferments. So they do all these fabulous fermented foods. You've probably seen them at several of the farmer's markets around town, like uh, Fresh Farm and also uh, Bethesda Central Farm Market in Pike and Rose. And we're going to taste some of this deliciousness in studio. And they're
0: studio. also involved in the Cultivate ch- the Chesapeake Food Shed. Exactly. Too, so, so we'll talk about cool. what
1: they're doing there as well. And it wouldn't be a show unless it was a little sweet. We have DC's Rare Steak and Seafood. Uh, they are going to be uh, in studio with us today. Executive Chef Mark Hennessy is here. He's going to tell us all about their concept because it's really interesting and he brought us something sweet to eat, which it sounds like I'm ready for it right now.
0: Now, have you got stress?
1: I have tons of I'm, stress. I'm
0: married to Nikki, so I have lots of stress. Yeah,
1: I think that uh,
0: is reverse. But there's a cool way to relieve it and deal with it. It's called Solex Float Spa, and the founder, Pedramine Vaziri, is in to tell us all about it. You basically, I can't wait. I
1: cannot floating, wait to find out about it. You're floating
0: in a sensory deprivation bed of salt water. It sounds really cool, so we're going to do that. Wait. And Santa Teresa liqueurs are both famous and delicious. A bartender with the greatest name ever, Capri Robinson, named after my favorite island. Yeah, but uh, I like
1: her um I like her handle better. It's capri.possible, which I think is super mm, fun. Very nice. Yeah. But
0: Capri is a, a bartender at Reliable Tavern in Petworth. She's also DC's brand specialist for Santa Teresa 1796, and she's going to be which pouring some of that. It's a rum. I know.
1: Okay, you didn't say that. It's a rum yeah
0: don't everybody know that it's a rum uh (laughs) but we're going to start off with our friend mitch berliner who is the innovator and that's what you are behind central farm markets at mosaic rockville and bethesda are you there
3: i am indeed good morning children sounds like
0: you you were reading the paper while i was going on my god
1: mitch are you freezing out there tell us
3: okay well here we go first of all the first and foremost i want to wish you all all your listeners All the supporters of Farmers Markets, whatever Farmers Markets they attend, want to thank them. Wish them a healthy and a happy new year. And I want to thank them for coming out today. We actually have a terrific crowd here in Bethesda, Mosaic. And I want to remind everybody that our winter hours start today. So for both Mosaic and Bethesda, it's 10 to 1.30, 2 o'clock to Mosaic. Okay. And um, we'll give people a little chance to uh, warm up in the morning before they have to
0: You should start out. a new booth out there. You can get cryogenically frozen for free.
3: <laughs> I the, the best line so far this morning... Of course it's morning, the best line. And said um, which which one is the frozen food section? Right, right? exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, well, so, and, of course, I, I told them, I do the jokes here, pal. Right. So, um, so who's so, at won-
1: market today? So for people who don't understand, like, why farmers' markets would be open in the winter, what is available okay. at the market today?
3: Well, thank you for asking. For instance, Twin Springs, which is at both of our markets, has tremendous uh, greenhouses. We have red peppers, cucumbers, all kinds of lettuce tomatoes all grown in their carbon neutral greenhouse so we also have your basics we have cheese milk eggs we have experiments is a part of our farm market family at several farm markets they
1: are they're not there today because they're in with us but no we know, know they're normally that. there
3: <laughs> And uh, we're going to give them a buy because we love them and you okay.
0: they said but, to uh, tell you they're nice and warm it's actually a little warm in the studio
3: People around Washington don't know how to dress. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, we uh, are just so you, you guys know this, you listeners. uh, Deborah Moser, uh, my uh, partner, wife, and immediate supervisor is very involved with Casa. We love the work that they do. She sits on the board, and uh, so we're glad you have her here. I know you have Jose coming in today. He's a regular company. No, no,
0: no. Jose's no, no, tomorrow. That's the other show. you got oh, to listen right. All right, unfortunately, Mitch... But we, we know got,
1: that you do a lot of work with Dina and her organization, and we will certainly bring that up when we have our Dina
0: has an our, I Love Mitch tattoo right, right. here. I'm looking at <laughs> right. it. All right, All last right. thing I'm going to say about you. Mitch swims every day in the outdoor pool at the Y in Bethesda, rain or shine. He's a real man. The heated nice. pool. And he's a All real right. man. I'm a wuss. So
3: come and find out about our markets at centralformmarkets.com. Again, a happy and a healthy new year.
0: All right, you year, too. Thanks, thanks Mitch. All right, Capri, let's talk to you. You are the reigning DC Cocktail Queen as of March of yes. this last year. What
4: does that mean? Uh, so DC Cocktail Queen is an annual uh, competition between uh, female women bartenders. Um, and what that does is eight competitors of women come. Um, they randomly pick from a hat, which is Awesome that I got picked out of a hat. Um, And we make three cocktails. Uh, You start with a classic cocktail. This year was a daiquiri, one of your own creations. And then a mystery ingredient is told to you when you get to the um, competition itself. Our missing ingredient was Midori, which I had never tasted until I got there that, that day.
1: Is a, I have to be honest, of all the liquors <laughs> and all the spirits that they could give you, Midori just seems like that's just mean. Yeah, right? <laughs> <That's
0: just laughs> mean. Well, you like... did something with that. I was wondering why you were wearing that tiara.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're the
0: cocktail queen. So yes. let's turn to Santa Teresa. Tell, Give us the background on that.
4: Right. Um. So Santa Teresa 1796 is a Venezuelan rum um, from the uh, Valley of Morocco. Uh, it goes through a Solera process, which is a, a way of aging a spirit or a wine. Um, and with that process, it ends in a result of uh, four to 35-year-old rums into one in every bottle. Um, this rum is very great um, sipping style, as in booze for cocktails. Um, also, also great in daiquiris. But it just has wonderful notes of like cinnamon, chocolate. Um, um, and it's just a really awesome rum. Um, I really believe in the brand itself and the family also, who um, just does a lot for Venezuela as, um, as a country. Um, and well, you
1: know what? We'll get back to We'll learn more about the brand in a little bit. Why don't you tell us what you're going to mix up first?
4: Okay, yeah, definitely. So first we're going to have an, uh Santa Teresa Old Fashioned, um, and that's going to come actually with a cinnamon cordial instead of uh, just a regular simple, uh, which is going to highlight the spirit a little bit, a little bit of angle Bitters, and then Santa Teresa and an Orange Peel. Cool. Right. Well, you get to making that and we're going to get to our first guest. Hi, Dina. Hi, Hi, Dina. How
1: are you? It's nice so nice to, to see have, have you. you in studio. So let's
0: say again, Dina Liebman is the executive director of Future Harvest, the Chesapeake Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture. What does that mean in English?
5: <laughs> it's a long name. It is a long it's name. It's because our board cannot decide between Future Harvest and Chesapeake Alliance well, for Sustainable Agriculture. Well, opinions so are so like, we you know. just stick it together.
0: Everybody's got one.
5: Yes. Um, so Future Harvest has been around since 1998, and it was formed by Rebel Farmers. Who um, thought?
0: You mean Confederate, or just
5: <laughs> like 19- uh, nineteen?
0: Oh, my time. I know, yeah. I know.
5: Well, they felt that uh, farming could be done in ways that actually uh, enhance the quality of the Chesapeake Bay, which is sort of the beating heart of our region. Uh-huh. Um, at that time, the dead zones from um, mostly from agricultural runoff. Uh, we're killing fish, and the bay was in dire shape. It still is, but it's getting better, um, thanks to farmers and but Was other it because
1: of really poor farming practices? It was poor farming practices. Wasn't it was there like a lot of um, hog farms and things like that. Was there some of that? Well, going on? It, was it was mostly
0: poop and, uh, <laughs> and, and fertilizer, wasn't it?
5: The, the ground wasn't being kept covered. Okay. And now farmers are using cover crops that are trapping some of that nutrient runoff. They're using less. Uh, synthetic fertilizers. Uh-huh. Um, our folks are organic, um, but they've had to learn how to till less to keep weeds down. It gets very geeky, and if you want, right. I am well, I mean, uh, we geek get out really you. You into know that. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so they came together and they put together this organization, which yes. has grown so much.
5: Yes, it has grown quite a bit. We have about 800 members in the region, mm-hmm. um, and they most of them will be at this conference next week.
1: Well, so let's talk about this conference. What is it that you're going to be doing
5: well, this is our 19th annual Cultivate the Chesapeake Food Shed Conference. It's for farmers and foodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we The sessions can get as geeky as laying down ir- uh, drip irrigation tape and, and all the insinouts of that. Now, so that mm-hmm. <laughs> two, um, uh, how to ferment and make kombucha and uh, kimchi. And our other guests here, uh, Hex Ferments, well, will Well, we're going to get them a little though. bit okay, later okay. in the show. So we got them Don't
1: give out.
0: up your time, okay, okay. Dina. We got it. We got it. Dina Hang I on need, to your I need time. To Here, no, I know. No. I, I know. Have, but we don't worry. We <laughs> so don't have to talk do that. about the I mean talk about these these conference workshops because they're really interesting. I mean break it down for us.
5: So uh January eleventh, which is Thursday, is the pre conference and that um covers things like uh how to grow in hoop houses and um again the kimchi workshop. We have a ginger beer workshop in the afternoon. Um, these are more skill-building, in-depth workshops, two and a half mm-hmm. hours. Then the main conference comes the next day, and our guest speakers are rock um, stars—absolute rock stars, absolute rock stars mm-hmm. in the Sting. <laughs> uh, Not those kind of. Rock in stories. our world, yes, right. they, they're at the, that level. Gabe Brown, who's a regenerative rancher from North Dakota, Salt of the Earth, who decided his farm wasn't doing well enough, so he implemented these soil health practices. And now he's king of the road. He's on the road a lot, talking about how he saved his ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Michael Twitty, who um, has just written a book, uh, The Cooking Gene. And he is a... Um a biracial man who talks about all his ancestors and all his culture. And he's a converted Jew. And he just has all these different cultures inside interest, of him. Of <laughs> I mean, Seriously. And uh, he uh, just talks about how food informs who you are. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ira Wallace on Saturday. And she is a seed saver extraordinaire.
1: That sounds so interesting. It, yeah. is. it is.
5: Seeds are fascinating. And she is the founder of High Mowing Seeds.
1: Okay, so who is your main
5: audience for this conference? It's mostly farmers, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's also advocates for sustainable agriculture there, other Mm -hmm. nonprofits, and also a lot of foodies come because um, when you really get into food, you realize you have to know who your farmers are. You know, have to know how your food is produced. So um, we have a a huge foodie following. Um, Slow Food DC is instrumental in the conference.
1: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can just wrap you up, tell everybody where the conference is, and maybe just pinpoint a couple of the high points that are still happening there. Okay? This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a second.
0: We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis along with ProFish. We want to thank Central Farm Markets, the Fabulous market at River Falls mm-hmm. and Meat Crafters for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking about the playoffs and about the Super Bowl, you got to be thinking about the uh, uh, the market at River Falls in Potomac because they will cater your whole event. Absolutely. Yes, right. Not for free. But, no, but <laughs> that's it's, it's also good. right. All right, so, Dina, I want to get back to you. First of all, where do we get tickets and what's the web address for the mm-hmm. event?
5: It's www.futureharvestcasa.org.
0: Casa. Um,
5: Casa. So, mm-hmm. future harvest. Casa. dot org. Okay. So, you have lots of classes and symposiums
1: going on at the conference, right? And hex ferments is going to be one of them. What are just some of the other like people vendors, so like people who are really creating products for, that are going to be there?
5: Um. So we have a a whole track devoted to value added products, food products. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's g- going to be ginger beer. Um, we're going to talk about lavender, growing mm-hmm. lavender, and what you can do with lavender. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, I'm drawing a blank actually. Okay, on the... well, well, well too. S- <laughs>
0: since we still have some more time, I, I'm really fascinated by the way you guys will take somebody. Who's just interested in becoming a farmer, but doesn't know one end of a rake from another, right. and how you take them and you know you you nurture that interest and turn out farmers.
5: Yes, um, so the average age of farmers in our region is fifty nine years old. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, in the next, I call those kids.
5: Right. right yeah. <laughs> and then, in the next five years, twenty uh, percent of the farmer workforce is set to retire. Uh-huh. Future Harvest has a beginner farmer training program that just. Three years ago, had 13 trainees in it, and now has 80. And that's, uh, that's because we added a beginner level for people who don't have land and haven't already farmed, and they can just find out what farming's all about. Mm-hmm. And
0: do you hook up wannabe farmers with the farmers that may be aging out and want to sell? Yes.
5: So that's the whole great thing about this model is that we pair. Uh, new farmers with established commercial farmers. We don't have our own farm where they come, and it's sort of in an unreal bubble. It's um, it's really they are on farm farming shoulder to shoulder with a mentor. Cool. All
1: right. Well, let's get into hex ferments because this is such a like talk about timely. Not only are you guys going to be at this conference, but these products are so healthy for you. What a way to kick well, off we the find new out how, year! How
0: Megan and Shane got into fermenting, in the fr- did you wake yes. up one day and there was just some stuff on the counter, and you went, "That stuff's fermented." Right. <laughs> uh,
6: well, we we both grew up around agriculture, mm-hmm. um, not directly associated with it, but um, in the Upper Midwest where there was a lot of. Um, Large-scale farmers. Are you cheeseheads? Happening. No, uh, Minnesota and oh, South right. Dakota. Okay. Um, and we both grew up around a lot of delicious food, whether it was grown by our parents or hunted by our parents, mm-hmm. uh, coupled with industrial food. And our lifestyles wanted to be focused on healthy eating and mm-hmm. also supporting farmers that um, were doing good environmental practices for uh, the future of food. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both have art backgrounds. Um, I taught at Micah for a while, and Shane's a photographer. But our kitchen is our studio, and we just been fermenting for off and on for 20 well, years. Well, what did you start with? Like when you
1: started fermenting, what did you start? We like, how did that process begin? We <laughs> started <with> <laughs> But
6: was that something that you just loved to eat? I mm-hmm. mean, we're okay. Yeah, I mean, we grew up eating, you know, fermented vegetables and pickles and mm-hmm. things. Well,
0: but can you explain I mean there're going to be people listening who really don't know what a fermented like how, what fermenting is or what a fermented
6: So the how practice it works. of vegetable fermentation or mm-hmm. lactic acid fermentation is one of preservation. So before we had refrigerators and you know stores where we could go and buy things in refrigeration, we had to preserve vegetables throughout the winter. Mm-hmm. So in January we weren't, you know, getting scurvy and coming down with vitamin, you know, C deficiencies we had sauerkraut in the basement, or we had a, a vat of pickles right? or some cured meats. And so it was a way for us to survive. Um, so the process is very simple. We start with high-quality sea salt, shredded vegetables from local organic farms, and let the the microbes do their magic with us just courting alongside. How old is mm-hmm.
0: fermenting? I mean, it goes thousands, thousands, and, of thousands years. and thousands and thousands. Because every time years. I hear the word "scurvy,"
2: I think you got to say "yar." Yar. But- yeah. yeah. Okay, so Shane, tell
1: us a little bit. So, how did you expand your offerings?
2: Yeah, and looping back to the origins, uh, mm-hmm. as artists, um, I had been attending some of the first Future Harvest conferences. Uh, and I was trying to remember when that was, when it was hosted uh, out in Reisterstown.
5: long time ago. Uh, <laughs> <And then> at, <laughs> at Pearlstone.
2: Uh, was, was you got right? interested and Dina said, ago. come back, Shane. Oh, okay. Is that- yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so bad. Thank you,
2: Lord. Sorry. Oh, boy. You waited to slip that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't resist. But uh, as artists, we'd been curious about uh, not just uh, fermenting, but specifically where food comes from. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been attending with the hopes of expanding um, our growing operation, whether that is, you know, finding some land and finding a way to rehabilitate um, the food Mm -hmm. shed or what turned out to be um, some grandiose ideas that we would have a farm and we would ferment everything and maybe someday we will. But
1: uh, she's like, no, (laughs) but in the interim, until you two figure that one out, you're doing This hex from X. So
2: we helped start two big uh, community gardens in our neighborhood, one with 60 families and another with uh, 16. Okay. And so back to our origins, we had just an abundance of vegetables. Uh And so we started stuffing crocks and vessels. There was kombucha. There was uh, country wines and meads. And uh, our house was just overwhelmed with um, all of these creations. Right. And uh started feeding friends, started transforming uh people's diets, our own included mm-hmm. and um how so uh live foods so mm-hmm. um probiotic rich foods nurturing not just the food shed but our inner ecosystems mm-hmm. Uh, which boosts your immunity, brain you know, enhances brain function, all mm-hmm. kinds of uh makes you oh, smarter. Makes, makes you smart. smarter.
1: Like like, <laughs> like really,
2: really smart. I know, I know somebody who's eating I'm a thinking, lot of probiotics. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking we could either blame you for something
0: yeah. or yeah. Does it make you a real genius?
1: Okay. No. Um, I think certain
2: people so, need more ferments. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some
1: people need more than others. So tell
6: us what you brought in today. So uh today we brought in um Two of our kimchi's and our glow kraut. So the new farmer kimchi is what we did in collaboration with Future Harvest beginner okay. farmer training program. So it's a it's a white kimchi. It's a little bit more on the sour side, featuring mm-hmm. produce all grown by new farmers. Cool. And that was a lot of fun. It was it was a deviation from what we normally do in our day to day, and our staff loved being a part of that. Mm-hmm. Loved sharing at our farmers markets. And at our shop, we have a brick and mortar in Baltimore. Like this is this is a big part of our mission as Hex. We we want to support as many local young new whatever stage farmers out there and educate our customers that mm-hmm. one you can buy produce year round. Mm-hmm. Two, you should be supporting local organic farmers because they take care of the soil, they take care of their livestock, and they take care of the earth. Okay. Um, then we brought our miso kimchi, which is a Good Food Award winner from last year. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. That's exciting. It's uh, our take on a on a traditional style kimchi made with a, a red, red pepper paste, but we use a chickpea miso instead of a soy-based miso or okay. a fish sauce. It's got a little bit of heat, mm-hmm. less sour than the new farmer. Mm-hmm. And then one of our favorite sauerkraut versions, um, so it's, you know, Simple uh, green cabbage mixed with carrots and onions, ginger and garlic. Then we add a mixture of turmeric, uh, black seed, which is a a little adaptogen herb. It's really good for your health. And uh, black pepper so that turmeric works through your body and the bioavailability Mm -hmm. um, factors of fermentation. And so how do you suggest
1: serving these? For people who are... Maybe not used to serving sauerkrauts or like, because it's more than, these are not pickles where you can just snack on them. Correct. So this is something we can top a roast or a chicken or. Can how you, do you
0: put it in a sandwich, corned
6: beef? And oh my is. gosh. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I mean, these are made. Was, I mean, I, about, I put it on everything, uh-huh. you know, just a little bit on the side. You don't need a lot. If you're, if you're eating fermented foods to get the probiotic benefit, yes. you only need about a tablespoon. Okay. Tablespoon um, how often? Every day.
0: Because that's the other question I I was going to ask you. You know, when people hear about this and they they hear it's going to help your brain and help your digestion, then they go whole hog on it, and then they get gassy –
6: Right. right? We do, do have, have that with, with your
0: president. You <laughs> no, that's so funny. You know, Nithy. we. That's <laughs> so funny.
6: It hasn't
0: that's been so funny. Yet. I that's so funny. But sometimes I'm awake in the middle of the night when you're not. Just okay. remember that. So, anyway. Uh,
6: well, we. So, in order. <laughs> and
0: just, there goes the marriage.
6: That's <laughs> just a quick backstory. So, in order for us to become a licensed Baltimore's first fermented foods company, we uh-huh. had to open up actually a, a retail processing. So we had to sell what we made right in the same spot. Okay. So We have a we have a brick and mortar in a Belvedere Square Market. Wow. Where we started our business. Mm-hmm. So we had the benefit of talking with people every day. Right. Hundreds of people, and we had people coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, my naturopath told me to eat this. My acupuncturist told me I don't like sauerkraut, and it turns out they would buy a jar. And they would come back and they'd say, I ate the whole jar. Right. And it was almost like they were possessed. They said they would go down to the refrigerator in the middle of the night, grab the jar and start snacking out of it. Right. And from the reading that we have done, Mm. the body is telling somebody you need this. And so you're craving it more. Mm -hmm. But we've had to, you know, really educate our customers and say, you know, you just need a little bit. Right. Don't overdo. Don't overdo it. Um, And what about with the kombucha you poured this morning? And the kombuchas, yeah, so we make um, about five different varieties wholesale and about 16 that we sell at our store. Okay. And kombucha is a process similar to fermentation, but it uses a culture that you need to have to ferment called a SCOBY. Okay. It's a symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast. Okay. And it has, you know, the similar benefit of probiotics.
0: hmm right. Well, I got another question because it... And I, I don't have an issue with salt, but there are also people who do have issues with salt. Of course. So how is that impacted?
6: Well, the amount of, the ratio of salt to the ratio of vegetables is actually pretty low. Okay. Um, and salt might be one of those four-letter words um, because there's two different types of salt. Well, there's actually hundreds of different types gonna of salt. I was going to say. <laughs> but the, the salt that is in most, say, processed foods Is the isolated sodium chloride, which is what is really the culprit. Mm -hmm. We use Celtic sea salt, which is a high mineral sea salt. So, for people that are concerned with like high blood pressure or cholesterol, we say just again, just a little tiny bit is not going to, you know, not going to bother
2: you. Yeah.
1: So, now what will you be doing at this event on the 11th? You want to talk about that? Quickly, we only have a minute. (laughs) Workshop
2: about, or a longer workshop actually, uh, quickly. About uh, fermentation, Mm -hmm. uh, so specifically wild fermentation, uh, which pertains to vegetables. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's sauerkrauts, kimchi, sour pickles, brine, Mm -hmm. and then uh, kombucha tea as well, which is the cultured ferment that Megan had mentioned.
6: And since we use so many um, local and organic and unique ingredients, teaching people how they can uh, dehydrate and preserve to use them, in their own spice cabinet, but also in to enhance flavors of the pickles. Is it hard?
0: I mean is it laborious?
6: It can be. But, yeah, but it's also a lot of fun. It's hands on. It oh. it you know, it's one of those processes that you can you can touch.
2: It's an you know? antidote to modern living in a lot of ways, being elbow deep in kimchi.
4: <laughs> nobody well, nobody leaves sad. Say <laughs> on, on mash.
2: We're up to our necks in kimchi. Okay. So, we're deep kimchi. so uh,
6: tell everybody where they can find you, please. Um, Well, you can find us every day at our shop in Belvedere Square Market in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Uh You can find us in numerous locations in Whole Foods, Moms, Organic Market. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go to our website. Type in your zip code and find us, okay. and it pulls up all locations nearest to you. Okay, cool. great. And, and you can find us markets. at the fa-
1: local farmer's markets, yep. both um, Mitch's, uh, Pike and Rose, and Bethesda Central Farm Market, yep. and some of the local Fresh Farm Markets. At yep, DuPont
6: Circle and Silver Spring. Excellent. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much. Yeah, thank,
1: thank you. you. This is David and Nikki Nellis <laughs> with Foodie and the Beast. we got more. We'll be back in a sec.
0: All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I feel... I feel so, so healthy.
1: healthy. I think I feel really smart. And too. I feel
0: even smarter. I think we've killed the smart joke, yes, haven't okay. we? Just as well, our president has. All yes. right. So um let's go back to Capri. This drink was killer. I mean I took Yeah,
1: you're grabbing the wrong drink.
0: No, it's, just, it's <laughs> No, no. This was delicious. I'm glad you like it. It has
4: lots of cinnamon notes. Yeah, really lovely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean Santa Ceresa um, with the aging style that it goes through, mm-hmm. um, you get so much. Characteristics from that wood that they have uh, going on that they use to age, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why it also lends itself very well to those who drink whiskey um, on the rocks. I also think that this is a a segue into rum, Um, and it's not like what people think about Malibu it's like super, you know, sweet. No, it's a really rich rock.
0: Well, well, not only that, I let my drink sit, my drink sat for about eight minutes, but my first sip was, you know, I could taste. It was it was a taste Now that now that the ice earlier. has, has <laughs> melted, it's a little diluted. and The orange peel has soaked into it, a totally different taste. Wonderful, um, I'm glad you're so enjoying it. it so
1: you brought in some
4: interesting ice tools. Talk about your yes. ice your ice process. Yes, definitely. So at Reliable Tavern uh, in the Petworth area, uh, we make our own ice. Um and with that comes okay, I'm just going to cut you off there yes. cuz
1: for people who don't understand they're like yeah I make my own ice too I yes. turn on my refrigerator. <laughs> so can you explain that just a little bit? Uh,
4: so yes, uh we go through a process to make sure that we filter out all of the impurities in the water um and then freeze it so that um you just get very quality water um diluting your cocktails and being used in whatever you're drinking even in your water at the bar Mm -hmm. Um, and with that uh, you see just a very it's a crystal clear cube you can see straight through it like it was glass so it's just really awesome and and that's a really big climb bells that we have downstairs um which make about 150 pound blocks of ice and then you chip away at those and then we chip away yeah that sounds like a lot of work it is a lot of work (laughs) what are you mixing up next all right so you all are going to have a santa teresa daiquiri Mm. um that's lime juice um, sugar syrup, um, and then also uh, Santa Teresa. Very simple, classic cocktail. Uh, and Perfect. I hope you like it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Here. Okay, let's talk I steak. I just feel
0: like I should be lying in a sunbed somewhere with steel well, drums be, playing Well, you're going to be all lying
1: all in a in a bath of water shortly. All so right. Well, will you'll get to it.
0: So rare is a relatively new steak and seafood house downtown. Uh, Executive chef Mark Hennessy is with us. Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you? Mike? How are you? Doing well. How are Ready you? to have some fun. We're going to yeah. ask you all the hard questions. Okay. How do we solve world peace? Yes, what um, we gonna... <laughs> tell us about Rare.
7: Uh, Rare. Uh, it is actually about two restaurants in the same space, uh, mm-hmm. with the steakhouse being on the second floor and the tavern and Oyster Bar being on the first floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge space. It's like 10,000 square feet, right? It, it is a huge space. Um, but it, it's it's very unique and cool that it's two very distinctly separate spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they both come from kind of a Midwestern mentality. Well, what's the
1: background of rare steak and seafood? What's the background of the concept? Uh,
7: the, the first restaurant is located in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, Madison's a very special Midwestern city. Um, people there are inc- incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's What are you the- saying?
1: We're not nice here? <laughs> no.
7: <laughs> right. No. Um, and then the second one was opened up in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. about a 45-minute drive away. So this is the first one outside of Wisconsin.
1: What made them decide to come to D.C.? Uh,
7: greed. Get money. Maybe greed. Oh, is it really? Really? Um, I mean, the space is unbelievable, mm-hmm. so um, to be offered something like that is... Well, it sounds
0: like, along with everything else, the ideal spot for a bar a mitzvah reception
7: or a
1: kitchen dinner
7: or something like that. It's at uh, 16th and I Street. Oh, wow. Um, we're connected to the Lyon building. Okay. Uh, right down the street from the White House.
1: So you have two separate menus, the one going on downstairs and the one going on upstairs. Can you we tell do. us about the two differences?
7: Uh, so the tavern is very casual. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Very homey kind of midwestern dishes. Um, spaghetti and meatballs probably my favorite. Yeah, uh, it's I'm making that in
1: tonight for dinner.
7: A midwestern style, not an Italian style. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? It means I put the sauce on top of it and don't cook the noodles in the sauce. Um, I make the meat, the meatballs out of different types of meat that are normally traditional. Okay, cool. Um, yeah.
1: And then let's talk Where about. Where
7: is it? Oh, are we, are
0: we just- already discussed just- <laughs> yeah. that. No, no, no. Yeah. I meant where is it here in front Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's a glutton. I
7: am
1: a glutton. Okay, so that's like what the menu is like downstairs, and then tell us about upstairs.
7: Upstairs is a very classical steakhouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, We dry edge all our meat in-house. It's all USDA Prime from Kansas, all black Angus beef. Mm -hmm. Um, So very, very focused on that and something that I've been doing for a long time and Mm -hmm. Doing the dry aging in house gives us a unique ability to do different styles of cuts, to change the age on it.
1: Well, so for people who aren't familiar with the dry aging process, you know, a lot of people like go to the grocery store, go to their butcher and get a piece of meat, bring it home and cook it, Mm -hmm. which because they're afraid it's going to go bad. But you can explain the process of dry aging.
7: Uh, Our process is that uh, in our cooler that we have, uh, we have a a unit that controls humidity, Mm -hmm. uh, and we keep the relative humidity down to about 20%. Mm -hmm. And the temperature of the room is always around 34 degrees. Okay. And we have these very large fans that blow very loudly, and we actually have to turn them off just to go in there. But it controls the the growth of molds and things that are in there. We Mm -hmm. get very beneficial molds that help to add flavor to the meat, they help to break the meat down so that it's very tender.
1: So the meat gets covered kind of in a mold, right?
7: Sort of, yeah. And
1: then you cut it off? Like, how does that work?
7: We do cut it off. Uh, It only grows on the outside. Mm
1: -hmm.
7: Um, And, you know, that's the common reason that, you know, when you cook a hamburger that you cook it more because the meat is ground to the center. Mm -hmm. Um, So with a piece like a steak, uh, when we cut the the stuff off the outsides, you can cook it, you know, to the temperature that you like. Um, but those those enzymes from the molds on the outside do invade the piece of meat. It makes it more digestible, uh, makes hmm. it more tender, and it definitely makes it a lot more flavorful.
1: That's so interesting. He knows yeah. his stuff. You do know your it's, stuff.
7: It's a lot like uh, it's like a fermentation. Yeah, I feel like we've
1: <laughs> I feel like we've hit a theme here. So steak <laughs> is
0: kimchi to the simple <laughs> right. yep. Yeah, not no, as no, smart no, as no, I not think. Steak, but <laughs> right.
1: age steak. So how long do so for different cuts? Like how long do you age certain cuts?
7: Uh, I I actually take uh, an approach more of like different meats. Uh, So the beef that we get from Kansas, which is all U.S. Black Angus beef that's Mm -hmm. produced in the normal fashion that we do, uh, about thirty-five to forty-five days of aging. Wow! Of aging, um, we buy some meat from Virginia that's uh, pasture-raised. That's mm-hmm. um,
1: so it's grass-fed.
7: It's grass-fed. It's hormone and uh, antibiotic-free. Uh-huh. Um, but it takes a longer aging to make the meat as tender as we like it and okay. to concentrate it the way we like it. It's about sixty to seventy days.
5: Interesting. Um,
7: that's like that's my favorite. No. So. is I'm, it? It's really good.
1: It sounds delicious. Yeah. And what? So, but when you're aging the meat. How big is the cut? Like, are we aging half a cow? Like, how do you do it? Do you know uh, what I mean? Like, We
7: age what we call subprimals.
1: Okay. Um,
7: and depending, again, on the meat, that depends on the size that I buy. Uh-huh. Um, the beef from Virginia, I buy, like, larger pieces with okay. more fat and stuff on them because they're going to have to age for longer. Sure. Um, but from the from Kansas, you know, it's something we call, like a short loin which has the new york strip and the tenderloin on right, it right like
1: i'm picturing like this, the whole this piece of like yeah.
7: steak i want to eat I oh know, it I is know. for real no
1: i steak you know right what? now
0: it's, it's uh, 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 there's clearly a great deal of knowledge behind what you do, and that doesn't mean there isn't with other chefs in other steakhouses, but I've never heard it explained like this. This is I great. I know.
4: It's really interesting. But explain
0: this dessert to me, too, man, because I took a bite, and it's good. Yeah. And it's got nothing uh, to do with
7: steak. You know, we we do everything the best that we possibly can. Thank you. Um, so we have a executive pastry chef named uh, Jacqueline Suter, mm-hmm. who is mm. awesome and is my partner in crime. But this dish is actually the first dessert recipe that I ever wrote myself.
1: Um, Everybody, I, again, go have yeah, some here, dessert. Yeah, here,
7: pass it around. Don't make
1: us eat all of it by ourselves.
7: I, um, hey, don't worry, you won't. We won't get the
0: flu by sharing the same spoon. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't worry at all. Get, it's the foodie and the beast guarantee. So, what's in it?
7: Uh, chocolate and mm. um, what, of it. what makes it so kind of decadent and rich is uh, it's made with half sixty-four percent chocolate mm-hmm. and half one hundred percent chocolate. Mm. Um, so it's more of a bittersweet. Chocolate. I so was, that's eighty-two percent chocolate. It's a lot of chocolate, um, and then it's uh, it's finished with a, uh, a fresh marshmallow fluff on top, marcona almonds, mm-hmm. some chocolate pearls, uh, and we toast the marshmallow a little bit. So it's right. kind of like a rocky road.
1: It's very cool. So do you have a lot of classic desserts on the menu? Uh, we
7: we do. We have classics, and we have things that we you know kind of mess around with. We have a key lime pie mm-hmm. that is maybe a little less classically made. Um, we do have a cheesecake that's very classically made. Mm-hmm. Um, the brownie in the tavern is the best brownie recipe ever.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I, if this is any indication. <laughs> I feel like there's a gauntlet I, thrown there. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah I mean, it, is good. it is, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Tell everybody where they can find you, Mark.
7: Uh, it's 16th and I Street. Okay.
1: Uh, and what's open when?
7: We are open seven days a week. Uh, mm-hmm. We're actually opening for breakfast starting on Monday. Wow. Uh, wow. So we'll be open. Boy, that's brave. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Friday. And, well, you're uh, in the right spot that. And Saturday and Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is the upstairs open, too? Or just the, what, like?
7: The tavern is going to be open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And uh, the steakhouse open for, lunch, for and and right. lunch and dinner. All right.
0: Everybody go to Rare.
1: Thank you. And after Thank that, you.
0: you can relax, because I'm going to tell you how. Soulflex Float Spa is a, a crazy good concept. It's like meditation, no, really. can we
1: start over again? I'm going to start this. You can say her name, because I'm going to screw
0: it up. mean Vaziri. There
1: we go. But I just think with the new year coming... And everybody's looking for ways to bring some sort of positivity and uh, good health benefits. I mean, we just talked about steak and sort of the benefits of uh, aging it and what that does for you and all uh, the fermentation and what that does for you. And I wasn't even trying to do it like
0: fermenting your body.
1: I think that this is another way to treat yourself well. And um, I wasn't planning on that for the show, but I like where we're going. So I'm so interested in what you're doing. So tell us about your concept.
8: Yes. Uh, well, flotation therapy—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's not a new concept. It's been around since uh, since 50s, and I think of it as Dead Sea. You are floating in a very high saturated, um, very shallow pool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's only 10 inches of water, uh, with 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt, which makes the wa- water very buoyant, and you float uh, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the high, uh, the, uh, you, uh, the pods are soundproof. You, the concept is to be in a sensory free environment where mm-hmm. you don't hear anything. You're, um, in a total darkness. And, uh, well, so you we can't do, bring your phone in there with you. Is you can't. We, we actually, um, have, uh, we ask our clients to turn off their phone or mm-hmm. either uh, leave it behind. So, um, so you, uh, absolutely in a very sensory free environment Mm -hmm. where you can uh, relax and uh, direct your energy inward to uh, to heal your body. And that's where the whole concept came from. Uh, Okay.
1: Well, we're going to start from the beginning with you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear how you came up with this idea and how people can use it and make it a part of their their lives. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're giving you some good ideas to kick off 2018. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, we're back on fooding the Beast with David Nikki Nellis. Again, I want to thank Pro Fish, the market at River Falls, Meat Crafters, and Central Farm Markets, our mm-hmm. friends there for sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to uh, Pedramine. Solex Float Spot. you must have had this idea. What gave you the idea? Yeah, you and how did you get started?
8: How'd you get started? Well, uh, when I um, started this idea uh, was uh, about five, six years ago when I was a stay-at-home mom and uh, was uh, bombarded with a lot of... Uh, uh, stress and running around all the time. I was from looking kids? for Are you crazy um, from everything. Uh, kids, husband, <laughs> uh, life uh, it is, it is. Uh, so I was looking for a way to uh, get away from you know just take a break, mm-hmm. uh, take a mini vacation uh, every day. And uh, I approached, uh, I was introduced to meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. uh, which they're all great uh, um, on their own. But uh, what I was, uh, I, I stumbled upon um, flotation therapy, which is the fastest way to meditate. Um, and it's been proven that one mm-hmm. hour of uh, flotation equals to uh, four hours of meditation. So when I uh, was looking for it, um, there was nothing in the area. And mm-hmm. I, we had to drive hours and hours to find a place to float. And uh, that's uh when so the I the
1: first time you did it were you like this is it it was I totally amazing get it you're like it was, I get it
8: it was amazing i mean the more i did it um the, the more b- benefits i, I see uh, mm-hmm. i saw from coming uh f- from just being in a sensory free environment mm-hmm. um, and uh so i i came up with the idea this is a, this is what we need in washington dc i mean mm-hmm. this is uh uh, stress. Uh, people are working all the time. You're in a we're room full of stress-filled people. Exactly. No matter how so. much kombucha we drink, we're still stress-filled. Yeah. So, and it's not just for stress. Uh, it has benefits of uh, people use it for recovery, for pain, mm-hmm. and of course for meditation and relaxation. So, mm-hmm.
1: when we come to sorry. So, when we come, I'm just way more interested than you. No, no, so no. When no, I'm we way come more interested. to your your space, how do you how do you take somebody who's completely new and mm-hmm. like I don't meditate. I'd love to, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't have the ability to do it. So, how do you introduce me to the program? She, how do I? Too
0: stressed to meditate.
1: No, I just, you know, are. we are. I have like too much, like I have ADHD, like I can't keep it together. So, how do you? How do you bring somebody like me in? give me my first experience
8: well we first of all we show them around we give them a tour mm-hmm. uh we put them at is that the pod is uh they're in control if there is no lock they can the always like a clamshell there, right? there is a, a lid how yes how many you pods can, are there uh we have three pods and okay. one open room which uh, makes a, a huge difference when people see the pods and the room they if they're claustrophobic if they're mm-hmm. hesitant to try it they try with the room first okay which is a open just a, a like a big pool okay um but, um but we put them at ease, that they're in total control. They don't have to close it mm-hmm. or they can get out any anytime they want um so uh once they come and see the size of the pod, mm-hmm. um, they really feel at ease. What does it cost?
0: Somebody's gotta be asking that out there in the
8: right way. uh we do offer uh, first time uh for first time clients introductory s- a single session and a package of three. A single session is 79, and a package of these is 225.
1: Okay. And what do you? And so, when you're in
8: there, how long are you in there for? For 60 minutes from the time so you. an hour. From the time you enter the pod. Yes. Okay. But we give you enough time to shower and uh, you know uh, do all that uh, things you need to do before. So when you, you go into the pod, you just.
0: Lie there. You Close. just lie
8: there. I mean you uh the water is buoyant enough to push you you float like a cork. I and mean. what does um and what's the temperature like? Like are it's you It's at body temperature? So okay. the water is at uh, body temperature, uh the room is dark, the pot is dark, um and uh you're you're basically floating with zero gravity. There's no gravity.
1: And then so, do you provide people like for somebody like me who maybe doesn't understand the mechanics of um meditation, do you provide assistance with that, or do you advise people to get that assistance before they come as a way to
8: have a better experience?
0: Or do you just do it?
8: Well, uh, we just uh, show them, I mean, we go through the process with them, mm-hmm. and if they need assistance, we always help them. Um, Are but- you naked? Yes, I mean that's the best way okay. to float. Okay. And the rooms are private. You right. lock the door. Can couples do it? You have your own shower. We do no, actually have. I'm no, I'm supposed to be deprived. Well, you we are, do actually we do have you're a You're deprived a if I'm that, not there. <laughs> yeah, with the pool, uh, sometimes we have couples uh, float at the same time really? in the same room. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Because the it's big, big enough. Yeah, it's big enough for two people to float.
0: So. I'm, I'm down with I'm not this. doing that. <laughs> you know? that's so not
8: happening. I want my own room. I
1: want to be all by myself. Yeah, about oh five
0: minutes into it, will be knock knock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'll
8: be feeling somebody tapping me. Yeah.
0: Are you kidding? Uh, where, where is the studio?
8: Well, we are on 1010 Massachusetts Avenue, oh. uh, Mount Vernon uh, Square, um, downtown D.C. Right. Okay, fabulous. And oh, how can people get in touch with you? Oh, our website is www.solextc.com.
0: S-O-U-L-E-X, Solex D.C. Thank
8: you so much. That was so interesting. Thank you for coming in.
0: We'll be calling. Okay. It'll be couples night at Solex. All right,
4: Amen. What'd you make for us here? All right, so your next cocktail is called a New Orleans Buck, uh, ginger syrup, lime juice, pineapple juice, uh, Santa Teresa 1796, and Angostura bitters.
0: Ooh. Is that all?
4: It's That's delicious.
1: it. <laughs> well, I want to go back to the beginning of the show when you talked about winning this competition. Yes.
4: What did you make? What was your winning drink? Okay, so um, the daiquiri I chose was a Hemingway daiquiri, which is one of my favorite daiquiris. It's a very mm-hmm. dry palate. Uh, my. Um, own creation i called it pisco and pink i was looking back at my notes actually earlier (laughs) i called it pisco and pink uh pisco muddled strawberries green cardamom syrup um and a lemon lime tonic Uh, and then for the midori specialty drink that i made was a uh midori mezcal green cardamom syrup and lime juice um and I went to Whole Foods that day and got really pretty flowers to put on all of my drinks. So I think that also helped, too. <laughs> sounds uh, good. Yes. Yeah, because Midori is sticky, sticky, sweet. Yeah, right? it was. Uh, yeah, we had. Uh, were, they were passing out Midori's shots that night. And that was the first time I had the shots? <laughs> tasted oh God, it. talk about a headache in the morning. You know what? Oh, my God. We never
0: gave you a chance to talk about Reliable Tavern. We got about a minute to go here. Okay.
4: Um, So Reliable Tavern is off of Georgia Ave in Northwest um, Petworth area. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a very awesome, warm, cozy neighborhood bar. Uh, You can come there to play pool games. We have Buck Hunter. We're doing movie Mondays coming up soon. Um, But we also do very classic craft cocktails. Um, That's fresh juices, fresh syrups. Um, We juice every day. I talked to you a little bit about the ice program that we also do. Um, We just care a lot about the people in the neighborhood and, um, we just want to give them great service show them that we care to come in they have like a second home um, and it's just a great and warming family
0: imagine how cool it would be if you Partner with Solex and bring in one of those sensory deprivation. Oh, here. my God, right? No one would leave. Could we put you know, the buoyancy you know
1: there <laughs> with some rum? Or yeah, or how I mean, we make what that happens Definitely, you all get together. everybody
0: shafas and then stick them in that chamber.
4: Right. <laughs> well, so now, how did you hook up with this rum company? Um So I had a great friend that was the St. Germain uh, representative, and the job opened up, um, and she knew that I was asking around to be a part of a brand team. Um, and I went on, interviewed, and they really enjoyed who I was. So I was able to. So, how do on. you educate people about the rum? Um, so, I do quite a few things. Um, staff trainings is one of them where I can go into a restaurant, talk to the employees, um, and just tell them the history. Because uh, there background. are a lot of rums out there right yes, now. There are like a maybe lot like of rums. 10
1: years ago, not so much, but yes. all of a
4: sudden, I mean, good rums. It's yes, and I mean, even in DC, you have uh, Cotton Reed coming out and different things like that. So right, and like, Lion, etc. Right, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of really good rums out exactly. there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so th- we do that. I also uh, throw different types of events around the city, um, Mm -hmm. and that's just to come have people taste it. But at that time, I can also talk to them about the background um, of the the rum also. Um, But so is Venezuela known for its rum? Is that something I don't know? It is now. (laughs) Um, So Venezuela actually... has a pretty uh, solid rum foundation. That's also where you get Diplomatico. Okay. Um, And it's also one of the only places that have a rum DOC, meaning they have to have qualifications to call it it a Venezuelan rum. Cool. Yeah, if you know rum... A lot of them don't have that, and that's why it's. Oh,
0: know, she knows anywhere. rum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unfortunately, we have to the get show's so over. Tell everybody
4: where they can find you, please. Uh, yes, uh, Capri Robinson uh, on Instagram, Capri possible. But you can find me at Reliable Tavern, Friday, Saturday, Mondays, three six five five Georgia Ave Northwest. All that's right. So
0: everything you, so you heard about on the show today, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit dot com. Mm-hmm. Follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, on Mm -hmm. Facebook. Follow her everywhere. Uh, And um, what else did I... Oh, yeah, and on WTOP Live every Thursday at 1240.
1: And then tomorrow you can hear our inaugural show. Foodie Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast at 5 uh, p.m. with Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel. We're very excited. And next week's show is going to be fabulous. Spike Mendelssohn is coming back in studio. He has so much going on. And Mitch Berliner, who we always talk to at the beginning of every show, is actually coming in studio because we're going to be talking about his Meat Crafters products.
0: I hope he comes in more than a bathing suit. I hope so, too. Uh,
1: Thank you all for joining us. Happy New Year again. Here's to a fantastic 2018. And everybody, please have a delicious week.
2: Yeah.